You love your weekly dose of bacon as my podcast, but you need even more bacon. Well, just go over to baconismypodcast.com. You can engage even more with us over there. It's a pathway to our music, extra content, our social media pages. Most importantly, grab yourself some pretty sweet swag and put it all over your body parts. Again, that's baconismypodcast.com. Listen to some tunes, pick up some merch, and tell us, what's your bacon? All right, everybody. We're going to change some gears here. Yeah, we I'm usually, excited. We usually get musicians. We get wrestlers. We get random friends. Random friends. <laughs> but now we have psychic medium, mm-hmm. uh, podcaster, writer, author, writer, author. Uh, I mean, you may know her from the Travel Channel, uh, Ghost Adventures. Where she she's been on a number of episodes. Actually, the the Cecil Hotel was the the most recent one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Good Witch, Patty Negri. Bacon, bacon is my podcast. Bacon, bacon, bacon is my bacon, bacon is my podcast. Bacon. How are you? I am excellent. Thank you guys so much for having me on. This is great. Thank you. No, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks thank for you coming for coming on. on. So yeah. so awesome to have you. It's it's so cool. Like like Mike was saying, we uh, we've had a lot of different kinds of guests, and you're our very first one that we actually get to dive a little bit into the paranormal and and some really interesting fun uh, fun topics like that, which I love. I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm a huge I've, fan. It's it's funny too because my, my wife Jen she she calls me like a spiritual like a spiritual moron because I I just things just go right past me, uh, but like I, I'm still into this stuff so I you know I'm real excited and uh, let's just get this right out of the way we're from Long Island uh, Long Island medium is she is she is she the real deal or what <laughs> I've never met her I like her I and the fairies ring. Um... <laughs> She did that. Um, no, I again, I, I've never met her. I like her. I think she's actually done good stuff for our profession, made a little more mainstream. I mean, it's TV. Of course, it's TV. We understand right. editing and everything because, I, you know, I personally don't think it's right to walk into a grocery store and go, your mother wants to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> because that's not, it, it, it's not really ethical to yeah. unless somebody asks you, but it's television. They know she's there. There's a crew. There's cameras. Right, yeah, you right. gotta so sign I, some waivers and yeah, yeah, cool. I, right. Yeah, the magic of television makes makes a lot of things uh, look incredibly spontaneous. Yeah, <laughs> but I must say, with Ghost Adventures, it it really is. Yes, there's editing, is everything, but. Mm-hmm. Zach and the guys work really hard to have me not know anything. I'm I I go in there blind. I mean, literally blindfolded if I have to be to not know what I'm doing or where I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, how, how is that? Is that uh, like is that unnerve or? I guess it's probably the usual now, but when you started, was that unnerving for you? Well, yeah, because I'm just always, always thinking it's like, again, they would give me an address or they'd give me, and I wouldn't know that if there had been a murder or this or that. And then they just, he'd go go in and you tell us what happened. And that little left brain side of yourself, that logical brain, it's like, what if I get nothing? What if I get crickets? What if I get, ah, ah. <laughs> right, right. You know, I just got to shh that because. And then once you start working that show, you know that the location has been so vetted that you walk in and go, 17 deaths, one over here, three over You just <laughs> Right. They, they did Cecil with me ridiculously. So, Well, yeah, you, they've, they've done, I mean, they did it with the Cecil, but then they've also done it with like just random houses that yeah. uh, have. All the time. All yeah, the time. which is, which done, is pretty crazy. Like 12 episodes now or so. And every time it's. You walk in and you and you tell us what actually when I do know a location, if I know, like if I send them a place going, you're going to like the ghosts here, it's dark or it's this or that. They don't have me do an investigation because they want it real and in the moment. Like yeah, I sent right. them to the Reseda house. They just had me talk out front. I sent them to um, the Pasadena ritual house, my Satanist friend. I, so I just introduced and this is it. So I don't participate because they don't, they don't want anything to look like it could be known or staged. They'll do the 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 Pasadena Ritual House. That was a that was an interesting episode because because he was a character. 
an absolute character. Um, so yeah, definitely check that one out. That's, yeah, I, had, I, I didn't even know you, I didn't even know you you had uh, sent them there. Yep, yep, I sent them there because Richard Lael, the, the Satanist, is a friend of mm. mine, sweetest Satanist you will ever meet. I mean, he really is. <laughs> Mary Poppins in a little Victorian house, um, Satanist, but but yeah, but I knew that the spirits in that house because I had done seances there and stuff, so I knew Zach yeah. would like it. That's amazing. Um, I, I had one question on Ghost Adventures. It, it when I started watching it, like one of the uh, one of the hooks to Ghost Adventures is how kind of um, combative and confrontational they are with the spirits that they go in. Was that something that um, I, I've heard people be like, "You don't want to do that," and they I don't like that they do that uh, or that it's dangerous. How do you feel about like that approach and how? have you felt in situations with them like well actually they hardly do that anymore if you watch recent episodes yeah because he has actually learned i get oh if you're a ghost if you're a human for that man you go hey right i'm not talking about really right. you want to talk to them it's like screw you i'm not going to talk to you and yeah. and they've actually learned to go in nice if there's a reason provo for provocation or whatever they call it um they might but but rarely, I know a Bishop Brian, who's the Catholic priest, one of the exorcists they work with. Now they do provocation for some reason. I guess the Catholic priests can get away with it. They want to <laughs> tempt the devil, I guess. But but right. it's, it's learn better almost always unless there's really a reason for it. Um, well, actually, funny enough, bringing it back to Long Island, they did it. They did an episode here um, at uh, Katie's, uh, a bar in in a town called Smithtown, and actually they did one of those uh those episodes the after episodes i forget the follow-ups yeah. and basically the owner was like hey you guys came here you stirred shit up and now things are going things are worse <laughs> right so you know zach zach made good on it and he's like yeah you know we'll come we'll get it cleansed and, and all that stuff but um do you do you find that happens a lot with i, I mean listen these guys are doing it for 12 years now or something mm -hmm. like that 24 seasons 12 years yeah how often do you go into like a thing after the fact going hey like as you guys got to close this down as often as i can and actually they have started i mean sadly, um I, I we were doing one in scottsdale um and that was the first time because he knows i clean them and i go and clear afterwards like we're seeing all these i'll go clear afterwards so long as the people the homeowner whoever lives there wants me to sometimes they don't Sometimes they just kind of feed on that dark stuff. But um, it, we were in Scottsdale at a house and on camera. So I go in, feel out. This is what I saw happening. I almost fell over. Zach goes, goes hey, Patty, I want you. We're going to do lockdown and we're sending you to a hotel. We want you to come back and, and clear the house on camera. That was It's like, really? On camera to show that there's resolution, that you can get rid of the ghosts if you want to? Mm -hmm. um, and it was great. So we did it. And it was really good confirmation for them because I went right to this bathroom mirror and I'm like, that's the portal, close it down. And I had no idea for the past however many hours and hours they were watching a little green stick figure go in and out of that mirror I went in to shut down. So it just validated what they did. Wow. Um, and it was cool to get to do that. Yeah, that is really cool. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, now, aside from the uh, from Ghost Adventures, you, you, are, uh, you are an author. Old world magic for the modern world, tips, tricks, and techniques to balance, empower, and create a life you love. Yep. That's a nice long title. That is a it makes long. it makes musicians <laughs> jealous. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely it does. I, so. I yeah, I, I wrote it. I, and honestly, the title is longer than the book. <laughs> <laughs> I spent more time. I wrote it. It's like because I, I realized in working with people, my one on I walk, work with people one on one all the time. And I realized all the similarities people have. And more than anything, people we always give our power away. People give our power away to limiting belief systems to other people, to fear and just the tiniest tweak of a perception you can create what you want and and everybody's gotten so asleep and numb and so i would start saying the same thing it's like i am tired of saying the same thing if i write a book then i won't have to keep saying it. it's like get my book chapter seven right um, <laughs> but 
But I, I wrote it and then I looked at it and I go, oh, it's too many words. Because I remember when I started like 300 years ago, I would buy these big, great books on anything, spirituality, occult, anything. Mm-hmm. And they would be overpowering, overwhelming, boring, or I wouldn't understand them. And they'd sit on the shelf forever. I would buy some skinny little uh, uh, paperback, something that I could devour and I would devour it and use it over and over. So I spent more time unwriting it than writing it, which is why it's like a bestseller in five countries. Cause you could go, Oh, chapter on how to clear your house. Okay. Psychic protection. Oh, how to talk to dead people after they've died. Oh, how to go on a diet. It's just, I love, it's just, it's easy. That's awesome. I, and I've heard you say um, a number of times that, that everyone has the potential to uh to have that that power these abilities or that um the ability to kind of like plug into to that um if you will completely Uh, completely we have gotten our modern non-mystical western society the magic is gone i i knew oh i say this all the time when i was a little kid the so-called imaginary friends little kids have weren't imaginary they were real i could get real information i could give it right to my parents and i luckily it just didn't get taught out of me but usually that oh that's your imagination johnny that's your this mm-hmm. that's your that so now we're moving into this age of aquarius that they sang about in the 60s more and more unexplainable to what we have known is going to happen. The veil is thin or more paranormal or spiritual or weird or stuff is going to happen. So um, I think one thing that this paranormal world, I mean, spirituality is on the rise, witchcraft and everything is on the rise because a lot of people are are (laughs) their standard religions are are keeping up with them. Some are, some aren't. Um, But even just watching shows like ghost adventures and all those shows for people who don't want religion and who don't want spirituality and don't want magic it's like ah but there's still something on the other side of the veil so we're going to come paranormal investigators it's bringing the mystery back the magic mysticism all right we got to take a quick time out as you can probably tell by now jim and i we're t-shirt guys and we're always always looking for the most comfortable and best fitting t-shirts possible when it comes to ourselves or our merch. Sometimes they're soft and they unravel in a few washes. Sometimes they're durable, but they feel like sandpaper on your nipples. And it's just not our thing. Well, maybe it's Jim's thing, but it's definitely not my thing. And, you know, sometimes you clean your shirts and from sweating at work or on stage, they just kind of get all funky even after you clean them. Well, Fresh Clean Tees is a solution for all your t-shirt woes. With multiple styles and colors, they keep you looking so fresh and so clean. Go to baconismypodcast.com, click on the Sponsors tab, and click on the Fresh Clean Tees link. And start looking great and feeling great without spending a fortune. Again, that's baconismypodcast.com. Click on the Sponsors tab, then scroll to that Fresh Clean Tees link to start looking comfortable and stylish at affordable prices. Yeah, now, just... so, so you've been, you've been doing this since you know, you're very, very young. Is that, have you just, when, when did you d- realize that this is what you were going to do? Like, cause, cause I, you know, my, my wife, you know, I, I'm sure we've said it a couple of times, but she, she feels like she's um, very empath, empathic to a degree. And, mm-hmm. She's seen things and we both feel that my son is and, you know, that's something that we're not really like, don't shy away from it. You know, um, what, how did that like, did, did you, did your parents say, oh, don't worry about that? Or did they embrace it too? And is that how you decided, oh, I'm going to go and do this the rest of my life? <laughs> no, that, that came very, very late. They, they encouraged it. And I didn't have any kind of specific religion who said it was a bad thing. Luckily, we, we weren't raised with any kind of a religion. And my grandfather was a very powerful psychoanalyst, psychologist, very Freudian, practically evangelical atheist. So he thought anything to do with spirituality or mysticism or religion was just a weakness. He, he wrote books on religion. He hung out with like Isaac Asimov and all these big thinkers, very 
academic. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't, God was a dirty word. I, I, but I would drive by a church or a temple or a mosque or a synagogue. I'd see the energy and I'd want to go in. And I think I was 13 before I was brave enough to ask. I, I think I wanted to see some cute Christian rock band at a Friday night church. And I was so scared to ask my mom if I could go to church. Like, ooh, that's the evil thing. <laughs> and I, I mean, it would have been easier to go, can I go to a rave? Can I go to an orgy? Can I, because right, that would right. be, but, <laughs> Uh, but she said, you can do anything you want. I'm like, I can do anything I want. And I became a seeker. I went everywhere, studied every religion and kind of put it all down to what I see, which is energy. I see in the through line of energy, whether you're going to typical Judeo-Christian or you're going pagan, old world pagan, or you're going new age, the energy within the same is there's the true line and everything. It's just different words. It's like a different template you put on top. But I all I always was part of me. I was always very witchy in my world. I was a psychic. I was in covens. But I fought it because I was I was in Hollywood. I was an actor. I was a dancer, and then I became a producer. And I had a very corporate production company. I would produce big industrials for like Microsoft and IBM and the top banks in the world, and fly around the world and do this stuff. And I'm like, it's so corporate. The HR, it's like, you can only touch an elbow. It's like, these people I'm that put their hands and their employees into my hands, they cannot know that I talk to dead people and dance around. <laughs> they can't know. So I kept it really separate, really separate. But then in 2008, um, when that big economic crash came and the, and corporate entertainment became a ridiculously dirty word because of its misuse. It's like, no, we're not hookers on a plane to Bali. It's like, right. we teach motivation. We teach this in, in the song and dance. But corporate entertainment just died. They're like, our company's going out of business. We can't do this for our clients. We're going to give them a, you know, a supermarket gift card instead. Gift card. Um, right, there you go. <laughs> But so, but so somebody called me and they knew my ability to lift the veil. They knew my ability with seances. They wanted somebody legit. They wanted somebody with camera experience who knew what they were doing to do they, Please, Patty, please. We need somebody to do a seance on this reality show. I'm like, no, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Please, please. We get no, I can't do it. I no, I just have to keep that separate. I don't lie about that. Please, please, please. We just, I'm like, and I'm looking like going, I have no shows. because, And I kind of go, right. Uh, well, what's, what, what is it? What's the name of the show? And she goes, it's called mobile home disaster and it's on country music television. And I'm like, well, nobody's going to watch that. Right. Sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) That's obscure enough. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that was before 2008. It just hadn't blown up that yes, they'll watch everything. Who's going to watch mobile home disaster on CMT, I'll do it. And I, I went and I fell in love with the genre. It had my sketch and improv back, but it's like, you mean you're just going to follow me around with three cameras? I get to do what I do. I get to do my empowering thing. I got to help this real little girl, human girl, and deal with ghosts. And I, this is the best. Oh, my God. It's so fun. I'm doing good deeds. I'm getting to be me, but never do. I'm never going to do it again. I, this is great. And then when it aired the very next day, my biggest corporate client called. It was a bank. She's like, hi, I saw you on TV last night. And I'm like, great. <laughs> Great. Now we know who watches. Work for whoever again. And she's right. like, I didn't know you were into the paranormal. I love the paranormal. And we had our best, most intimate, real conversation ever. And I'm like, okay, I'm out of the closet. I'm out of the broom closet as a witch. I'm out of the <laughs> closet. I'm out of the medium closet. Screw this. And th- then that continued to go deep, deep, deep. I'm already in Hollywood. I'm experienced. People know me to a thing. And so I just became the person to call for when Nicole Richie needs somebody, Jeff Lewis needs somebody, or this the pit boss needs and, and bad girls club. It's and it's it's fun because again, I'm about empowerment. And how do I get to an audience I would never get to unless you're on some stupid show like you know, Mobile Home Disaster or Bad right. Girls Club or Beverly Hillbillies. And it's like, even if you're doing is kind of silly, you're these little urban girls beating yourself up. I'm gonna teach you how to be peaceful in your house. It's like, it's great. It's, it's talking about getting your message. People who would never come to me or read my book, even for that matter, or come see me speak at a college. It's, it's fun. So I still have my production company. I did one little thing last year. I don't have time for it. This has taken over my life and it's great. 
Well, and it's awesome how varied it can be too. You can you can kind of be on everything. It's not limited to you're only on paranormal shows or yeah. you're only on, you know, it can kind of it reaches across, which um, like you said before, like it it allows it to be uh people that aren't necessarily looking for it find an interest and yeah. start looking more deeply into it and start going, Why that that makes sense to me or that I I feel that way or I see this. Um one of the things that I that I enjoyed also is that you you when you were talking about energy, you've said that you see energy in a very literal way. Um, can you explain that a little bit? Like, yeah, is it colors. I, is it like what do you what do you, what do you see when you see that? Yeah, I see colors. That's like seeing auras and colors around people. And I also see the chords. This is what's just fascinating to me. You know, I see the chords between people. Like you guys have core. And we use that terminology all the time. I cut the cords, no mm -hmm. strings attached. We really right. have strings and cords <laughs> to everybody, mainly in our life. And there's good ones and bad ones. There's silk ones and there's leather ones and there's nasty ones and there's bob wire ones. And then there's bob wire covered with silk ones and all this stuff that keeps us together. When you walk into somebody, it's that, ooh, love, hate, or I love that person, or I'm scared of this person. That's all the energetic cords that we have. That's so interesting. Do you see, like, is that something that you just see all the time? Is that something that you choose when you want to, when you don't, or is it just? I have an on-off switch. I developed an on-off switch really young. As, otherwise, you'd be crazy. I don't I, I don't want to be Long Island medium. I don't want to see people's dead. I don't, I'm an empath, like your wife, empath. You don't want to take on somebody else's stress and somebody else's headache and their sadness. So I do, great big old-fashioned on okay, I'm going to, I see everything off. I'm just regular. I can go to the grocery store in peace. I can walk around my house. I can play with my cat. Um, and, and then I developed a dimmer switch. So when you need a little bit in between and it makes both sides better, it makes me not one of those crazy woo woo people that you want to sit in the street corner. It's like, <laughs> uh, I don't want to be one of those. Right. Um, and it, and, and it, when you do turn it on, it makes it that much stronger. In, in the witchcraft, you again, you would lay your broom down, your besom, your witch's broom. You don't fly into the sky. You fly between the worlds. But mm -hmm. on, if you lay your broom down on this side of the broom, there's your day-to-day -day life. You pay rent. You pay your mortgage. You go shopping. You drive. On this side, anything could happen. That's where magic happens and angels exist or fairies exist or gnomes exist or whatever that is. You have to, like, the the I be childlike, not childish and trust. And the bigger the divide is, the stronger both sides get. Wow. Nice. That's that's great. That's really cool. Yes, yeah, it, it was funny because you said the, the energy thing, because um Daryl Hammond, uh I just watched a uh a documentary on him, I think it was on Netflix, and he sees people as colors as well. Like yeah. he he'll just straight up just say, like, I see people. I'll label a person with that color and yeah, just, uh, and, and the whole on off switch, I, I don't, uh, at least you have that. Cause <laughs> I know, I know sometimes like sometimes my wife will be in like a, you know, crowded room or, you know, at one point we were being in a crowded room. She's like, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. This is too much. Mm -hmm. And, um, how, how do you, how do you develop an on off switch? You just decide like, okay, I, I need to just shut everything out. Intent is, of course, most of everything. Um, sometimes you want to add a breath to it. You want to add a body movement. I will, when I started out, it's like, I'm going to, well, first I want to, you know, red light, do the, you, you come up, sometimes a physical movement will trigger it. I'm of that psychological belief system of mind, body, spirit in everything, even my book. There's 20,000 books written about mind, body, spirit. You'll never surpass your thought process. That's given. I can never do that. Nah, now you probably can't. That's going to be easy. You just made it easier. We get that mind, body. We get you have to take action. I want to get healthier. You can't sit on the couch. But the spirit part, that's what people are missing. That's what people don't know. And that's the battery that makes something happen. Um, and actually, you could do it lots of ways. You could do it through your faith. Go to church. Go to temple. Pray. You could do it new age. Affirmations. Vision boards. You could do it. What I would do is spell working. Candles. Herbs. Oils. Chants. Down to round a bonfire. But if you, whenever you combine mind, body, spirit, you get it. So if you're going to create yourself an on-off switch, again, figure out what that means. What it's to. Bodies. Take some kind of action. That's why I like a physical move. And the spirit 
is either again the faith behind it or you're going to do some little candle working to make it happen or, or something like that and then you could go through your guys's whole life everything that you guys have accomplished and made happen you've had mind body you've believed it you've taken some action and you had some faith or spirit or energy behind it the stuff you haven't quite made happen yet you're just missing one or two and they just need a little tweak and then you make it happen you know unless you're breaking the laws of physics you know to be you know fly without a plane or something but tell your wife to surround herself with mirror it's actually in my book with mirror energy again same thing intent i always snap light through my body and and then just picture herself inside a mirrored egg mirror on the outside whatever she wants on her inside um it it completely works i would i would say you could practice it like in an elevator a crowded elevator we don't have crowded elevators right now right right <laughs> At a concert but once we do and the thing about making it mirror is if people are throwing energy at you at perfect like those psychic vampires or those jealous people weirdly not consciously or not literally with the mirror when they're if they're literally just throwing shade at you not just the empath one they're gonna see how ugly they look they're gonna get a glimpse of how unattractive they are throwing that shade at you and then because it's mirror mm -hmm. that energy is going to kind of bounce back and just sting them just a little bit just a little bit, they're going to see, oh, that was ugly. Oh, it stung me. And they're going to kind of see through that mirror, kind of, and see it didn't affect you at all. So they don't even get the payoff. They, so like the next time, if they're doing it again, they're jealous and they'll, they don't throw so hard because they don't get the payoff. They, they're, they're getting a consciousness of how, how not cool that is. It works every time. And again, to practice once we get in crowds again and elevator, escalator, um, when nobody's sending you bad energy, like say you are in a, in a mosh pit and everybody's just doing their own thing, do this. I do a snap. I run the light through my body. I put the mirror on. Boop, boop, boop. People who are squished in with you, literally, they will step back and they'll smile at you because they see the mirror and, and they're not sending you bad energy. They'll kind of see their reflection and they'll smile. Step back and smile. Now, if they can't step back, if you're literally sardined in whatever, a, a mosh right. pit elevator, all of a sudden your personal space isn't invaded anymore that easy with intent of a mirror hey guys i got a quick question for you are you dog people if you know anything about us you know that here at bacon is my podcast our dogs are our family members right uh, we love to give them a little something extra to look forward to every month, get them excited, and that's why we subscribe to BarkBox. So every single month, Bruce, Bane, and Bruno are treated to two brand new durable toys, plus like uniquely curated packs of treats. It keeps them excited, keeps them engaged, and uh, you never have to like go out shopping for stuff. So if you have a four-legged furry friend that is your favorite alliteration, we got a special deal for you. Just for being a Bacon Is My Podcast consumer, if you head over to BaconIsMyPodcast.com and scroll to the sponsors, click on the BarkBox link, you'll get an extra toy in your first order from BarkBox. So head over once again, BaconIsMyPodcast.com, click on the BarkBox link, and spoil your favorite four-legged furry friend today. More alliteration. What's your bacon? Yeah. I, I love that idea of, uh, of, in, of intent. You know what I mean? Right. I, I that speaks really, really uh, well to me because I I also have issues in in crowds and in crowded places. And um, I've said before, I'm one of those people like I can be in front of a lot of people, but put me in like in the middle of a bunch of people, and I start to like flip out, and I need to like find a wall to put my back to, and I need to you know reassess my situation. So uh, I'm I'm going to give that a try. I'm definitely going to do that. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. It it works. It's crazy works. Yeah. So um, one of the other things I wanted to, uh, you've brought up like spirituality and religions and things like that pretty often. And um, I've always found it uh, interesting. I, I went through a little bit of a religion search when I was a kid and, and tried to learn as much as I could about as many as I could. Um, and I always found it odd how because I was into a certain kind of music or because I wanted to dress or look a certain way, it was uh, somehow satanic or evil or things like that um now why do you think religions have that uh some religions have that tendency to 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 take that stance on things and on and on people that are trying to um 
like looking at abilities and and looking at uh, someone that is doing the things that you're doing, seances and speaking and seeing, and and they look at that and they immediately are like evil, dark. Why why do you think that is? And I'm sure you've dealt with it forever and ever and ever. Um, it, it's control. It's control. They want it, even Christianity said they want you to be sheep. They want you to be the lamb to follow Christ. Not that there's mm -hmm. something wrong with that. Some people want to have a leader. Right. And if you look at the teachings of whoever that first sage was, who you know, it's it was written by twelve people later. It's the people that change it because they want to control. It's like kind of like a governmental thing. Reincarnation was in Christianity until the 15th or 16th century. They took it out because like. Well, people can't think that they're going to come back and what they do and, and do it then. We want them to know, be good here, be do what right. we say here, and you'll get pearly gates later. Not right. That yeah. messes up the heaven thing. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's, it's it's almost all control. Uh, I remember when I was doing all my searching, and I remember I went to a very evangelical church. Again, it is great. I'm not against anybody. Mm -hmm. I just don't like when somebody says we are the only one. It's like really, you know, to get from my house to you guys' house. There's lots of ways to get there. Who's to say one is better than the right. other? I could walk. But I remember it was a very evangelical in that day. And I'm like, I'm going to study everything. I'm going to study Judaism, Buddhism. And I'm going to go talk to a Buddhist next. And this evangelical Christian goes, oh, no, don't talk to a Buddhist about Buddhism. That's a sin. That's taking your eyes off God. You talk to us about Buddhism. And I'm like, no, I think I should talk to a Buddhist about Buddhism. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not so, going to go talk to a chef on how to change my oil. Yeah. I'll so talk I, to a mechanic. It's all about control. <laughs> Humans, we're these weird, flawed, goofy, beat each other up things. Right. We want to control and we're insecure. And it, it's man that's pretty much messed up any everybody's religion. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's. Um, I, I always wondered if if... When I look back and I saw that, like, okay, certain dates were changed to coincide with other people's belief systems so that they could then more easily replace their belief system, but let them still do what they do on that day. When you look at like Halloween and you look at Christmas and you look at Easter and like yeah. all those yeah. different things, I always found that to be, you know, and whenever you start asking questions about that, it's just kind of like, you don't need to ask those questions. It's like, <laughs> no, it's no, I, I, I think I do. <laughs> I think I do. The right, and, and again, and if you look again, the through line of energy, they're about celebrating life. Mm -hmm. Jesus on Easter has nothing to do with bunnies and eggs and fertility. Right. It's a pagan fertility time of spring. Everything was land-based. We made it through winter. Yay. Let's have sex. Let's grow things and flowers. Right. Yeah. But they wanted if they put Easter right there to match up. Same thing with Christmas. Jesus had nothing to do with pine trees and yule logs it would be a mm -hmm. palm tree at, or a cactus but they right. had to put it in to fit into yule but if you look at the through line of the religions again it's easter it's spring it's the coming of the light oh easter it's yule yeah. going underground so different templates coincides. yeah absolutely <laughs> so it's based on you know now now that you're your your work is now not you know it's not taboo anymore and stuff like that you've kind of become more of a presence in pop culture but now you've started the podcast so mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit about the podcast and what i i, I noticed that I, i've listened to a few episodes and it's definitely bringing it it brings a more positive light to it and and you had um your first guest uh uh, who who was on Ghost Adventures and he did the uh, the uh, the mirror one of the, the haunted Sebastian. mirror with yeah Father Sebastian and uh, you 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 definitely bring a, a lighter uh, message to to the whole you know uh, just the whole thing. I'm I'm, lo I'm losing train of thought. <laughs> There's so mis many misunderstandings. I mean, people misunderstand, you know, which is bad enough. That's getting better. They really misunderstand vampires <laughs> because I, I met I met him on Ghost Adventures, not the last Christmas special, not Halloween special, the one before. And, and we just became like basically social media friends. And then he offered to fang me. And I'm like, it's intriguing. I don't know. 
But my idea of vampires isn't really positive. It's not the good or evil, but don't you guys suck energy? Do you guys suck blood? And then I started reading his books. Um, he has a lot of books. Black Phil. It's like, oh, your magic is just like mine. Slightly different template. Used it. They don't drink blood. They live off. It's life force of life. It'll go to, and it's they're very, a little hedonistic, but it's completely my same magic. And we're yeah. like best friends now. That's so awesome. It's great. I are preaching. Like we'd had Vampire Con two years in Vegas. We had um, the Red Cross truck come. We gave blood. We gave blood. Nobody's drinking blood. It was right. giving <laughs> money to anti-bullying charities. It's it's a whole different thing. But yeah, by the podcast because I like to learn. I am always learning. I will never ever want to stop. I teach and I learn all the time. It's like, what do I know? I don't know enough about Peruvian shamanism. Well, I'm going to study Peruvian shamanism for a year. What is their template? Oh, they're real earthy rocks and this and that. So, so, um, so I decided if I started this podcast and it's really, again, just like my book about people making your life happier, making your life better, just finding little tips and tricks to do. So now I get to bring the best in the world from all over and I get to learn every week. I like from Kedrick Olson, who's a, a Nordic rune guy. And I didn't know enough about that, how you sing the runes and healing. I'll have the best um, astrologer, Kyle Thomas, the best feng shui, Anita Rosenberg. I'll have it just the young witchy guy, Alex Kazemi, who's it's just great. And, you know, people get to learn things and get entertained. I just and like how. Scary. I really like how you make it all a common thread that that you kind of lump it all in together. Yeah, you do your way, but it, but it all goes to the same place. Yeah, because yeah, because again, what I think if we get re in touch with ourselves, maybe you don't need somebody to tell you right and wrong. We should know it ourselves. We really do have this moral code of sorts, not morality. Who's doing what with who, but. Um, and you shouldn't get into magical arts if you don't really know right and wrong and, and what you should do and shouldn't do. If you don't, then you should go with a religion that tells you what to do or not if you don't know yourself. Mm -hmm. But the more we get in touch with who ourself is, it, it's great getting in, in touch with, I shouldn't do this because I shouldn't do this, not because I'm going to be damned. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you see, you see uh, um, societies uh, and um people and groups and, and tribes that have never been taught a certain um, way of thinking that's so linear. And yet they are able to have interpersonal relationships and do the right thing and treat each other with respect. And so it's not, you know, we're, we're not born completely blank slates. I don't think, I yeah. think, you know, you, you, if you give someone a chance to, uh, to think about right and wrong, they're going to, kind of know because there's you have a feeling you know what i mean um and, and most of us are good most people are good yes there's a tyrant yeah. yes there's a big evil leaders yes all of that but as a rule most of us are good we just are a little flawed mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah and and my closest if you go what do you believe after life and stuff I think my, in my experience of studying this for years and years is it's closest to the ancient Sumerian belief system, which is pretty much you go to the heaven you believe in. Like mm -hmm. you, if you believe in pearly gates, you're going to go there. If you believe in you're going to do that, which is kind of closest to the matrix. And that, again, that's right. where spirituality and science is all coming together with quantum physics. It's all they're even if you look at it, plain old ghost hunting how they're coming to get their equipment ghosts can talk through my cell phone now so easy they're learning how to do that i got a call from my husband's best friend and bandmate the other day and he's been dead five years a call from david <laughs> wow wow i picked it up yeah. he there. i figured what he wasn't there i called back it was disconnected but call from david coleman they're learning wow. to use all this because again their energy we're energy yeah, some of those, some of the tools that they use uh, on on any of these, uh, you know, ghost hunting play, uh, things, it's insane. It's it's amazing how it, it's come so far. Like the technology, do you, is there a specific uh, tool in the arsenal that you know that may, maybe people see at uh, on ghost adventures that you use yourself? 
I must, I am totally not technical. I have this new talking, it's like an ovulus, it's like a crystal ball, so it can look like I'm at a seance, but it's like an ovulus. I just use it. If anybody wants to see the absolute most intelligent, amazing paranormal experience ever, it just launched on YouTube. It's YouTubers, TFIL. They're the number one paranormal YouTubers. I just spent the night at the Biltmore Hotel in Los Angeles. We would say ring in this room and the ghost would ring in this room. We say ring in that room and it would ring in that room. Wow. I've never, even Ghost Adventures, even all my years of doing this. And then the two, three days later, they run at the whole Cecil and, and that's going to air next week. But wow. but it's fun when, because for years I'd be going, and the ghost is going like this, crisscross, crisscross, crisscross. And people believe me or not believe me. Now there's a guy with a camera in the other room, an SLS camera which shows ghosts as little green stick people. And they're going crisscross, crisscross, exactly what I'm seeing. We're separated from, it's like, ah, validation. But yeah. for me, this about as technical as I get is dowsing rods, plain old oh, yeah. rods that you use in the desert to find water. Contractors use them to find water lines, but they're really great divination. They cross on yes, not a no. They'll point to ghosts and portals. This is a, no batteries required. Yeah. <laughs> Do the, uh, the pod decks now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, we have a, a sponsor uh, called Pod Decks, and they're a really cool company that has these little decks of cards, and um, they have different uh, subjects, questions, topics, things like that on them. So for podcasters, if they're not uh, if they're not like us and and are able to just talk and talk and talk and talk and never shut up, <laughs> and they they need to come up with something. They're really, really good. If you've ever played the game um, Cards Against Humanity, yeah, it's it's very similar to that. So what we like to do is uh, to uh, to honor our sponsorship with them is we like to pick a random one for you to answer. Are you cool? I love with it. That? I awesome love cards. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. super fun. Well, my also next, my next door neighbors wrote Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> oh, oh nice. wow, that's awesome. I love that game. When I moved in. I'm like. Woo! <laughs> These well, these are very similar, and I've even like uh, aside from just on podcasts, like I I ordered some over Christmas time to use here on the podcast, and I was home with my family, and they came, and I was like, let's just kind of use these, and we were just striking up conversations and interesting questions and stuff. So I think they're awesome. Anything yeah. that's a that's a like a silence breaker, yes, I think it's great. Exactly. So uh, they have four five different decks. We usually pick from four. There's the what the heck. There's the interview deck two, uh, would you rather? And then I think the interview deck one and the episode deck. So Patty, which one would you like to pick from? The red one. Red one it is. That is the would you rather. Okay. And while I do this, yes. Uh, I'm gonna you can explain that I the reason why I'm doing it. Yeah, this. so so Mike is gonna do the uh, the shuffling because as a person, and again, I, I feel like I tell this every single episode i used to live in las vegas and i cannot shuffle cards at all <laughs> i am terrible at it it's actually kind of cute to watch it's it's pretty terrible <laughs> it's pretty terrible square square uh peg round hole that's it's, that's that's me generally <laughs> so if you go to poddex.com right now use the promo code bacon yeah you, you get 10 percent off your order they also have a uh, cool swag and cool t-shirts and uh all kinds of fun stuff over there. So definitely check it out. And they're super cool people. Um, if you email them with questions, they get back to you. They're awesome. Awesome people. All right. So, Jim, you can do the, the, the finger. Patty, you tell us when to stop. You tell me and when we'll to pick stop. That card. Stop. All right. Your question. Would you rather have your jaws wired shut for a month drinking only out of a straw or wear an eye patch for a year. Oh, well, I'm going to go with the, um, the, I, if I wore the eye patch, I would probably get dizzy and fall down. I will go with the <laughs> jaws wired shut for a month and decide it was a diet. There you go. Right. Yeah. I, I lose a couple pounds. <laughs> That'd be so hard. That's a tough one. Cause one's, uh, one's the shorter period of time. But and then the other one's less invasive. We're yeah. we're foodies but, here. Yeah, that's yeah, that's our major here. problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that would be our our big problem is is the I would look like a pirate for a year. That's okay. 
I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I could I switch the eye patch from for, to different different eyes depending on I don't know. how I felt that day. I don't know. How do people <laughs> feel about you driving with one eye? Yeah, that's. Well, there's a lot of people that I feel weird about driving with both their eyes. So <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> that's a very good point because, yeah, no, I, I I think I would be okay with that, especially because at that point it's like, okay, well, designated driver, I can't be that. Right. Sorry, I got an eye patch. <laughs> so no, I'd have to get on a boat at some point though. <laughs> Just have to. Yeah, peg leg. Um. So one of the other things that I um that I find super interesting is the idea of the veil. Um, so to, to jump right back in after our pod text question, uh, but I've, I, I've had it, I've been thinking about it because I do listen to other, uh, I listen to paranormal podcasts. I watch shows and this, the idea of the veil is always very fascinating to me. And, and the way I kind of am picking up how it's being described and you can let me know if I'm close or if I'm wrong um, is that like, it's almost the closest thing would be like looking at like stranger things, right? Where it's kind of like just two sides of the same thing. And we exist on one side and then these other uh, things, entities exist on the other side. And occasionally they're able to pass through and jump into our side. And I've heard that explanation for everything from like, um, like, Bigfoot and aliens to, to them existing on one side and being able to like pop over. And that's why we see things. And then all of a sudden we don't see them again um, to I, I've heard it described as far as like when people pass over or people pass away. Um, does that does that make sense how I'm describing that? Am I am I kind of like on that? Because that's what it seems like to me. And it seems super interesting. Very much so. Yes, very much so. Again, here is our gravity-ridden, three-dimensional, held-on-to-earth world. On mm -hmm. the other side of it is the everything the everything else. Ghosts, people who are dead, those who passed over, those who haven't, those are stuck. There's the other realm of things that were never human. If you want to get into angelic or demonic or the fairy realm or the cryptids or the Bigfoot, mm -hmm. all that. Um, yeah. And when I was, for some reason, one of my gifts, when I was little, I was able to lift the veil. I would come up with sounds and chants that all of a sudden everybody in the space would get more psychic. They'd be able to see. That's what my seances are about. So whether it's 13 people around my dining room table or a college with 600 people to lift that veil, then everybody's more psychic. You're seeing, you're hearing, you're smelling, you're tasting. You have to let them know what that is. So, And then even when you close it, everybody keeps a little more in tune because I think we all need to be a little more in tune. Yeah, I, that's amazing. That's uh, just an amazing thing. I would love to experience that. Um, you know, I, I again, I, I, I like experiencing things and learning things. And that's just been one of those things that, that I haven't been able to kind of like figure out. But yeah, um, it's I, so fascinating to me. You're invited, both of you, as my guests to any of my seances. I've been doing them on Zoom for a year, and they're completely accurate. It is like we are just like this. I will get names and this and that, who has a three-legged German Shepherd, and it's just like we're <laughs> table like this. And as, as starting in three weeks, I'm going to start going on the road again. I'm going to be in Salem. I've got Vegas. I've got Texas. So you, any of my seances, you guys are my guests, whether real or oh, real. Thank you awesome. so much. Thank you. I, definitely going to take yes. you up on that yeah I, you know it's it's funny too because like I, I don't know like again a spiritual moron <laughs> so I, I like i just i get the concept of it i just don't get how i, I see it you mm -hmm. know and i guess you, you you don't really know until you experience it what it is you just overthink you have to shut down that left brain that left logical brain will shut this down you can't go oh i think Grandma's standing behind me. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Somebody opened the window. You just shut it down. Just kind of go, yes, yes, yes. You know, if you yeah. want to analyze it, wait two hours. Was that grandma or did, was that indigestion? Fine. The more you right. say yes. Well, you know, when I'm doing a thing, lift the veil. It, it's again, that's where that childlike, just have faith, just trust. It's be skeptical. Skeptical, it's okay, but just be a little bit open and, and, and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not a skeptic. I'm just overthinking. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I definitely have that too. I, I I have a little bit of that that analytical logic side 
because that's how I approach a lot of other things. Yeah. But then when it comes to uh, approaching stuff like this, I'm like, I want to believe and I want to <laughs> see. And I, cause, cause it makes more sense to me than a lot of other things. Right. A lot of other reasons that people tell me, I, I'm just kind of like, well, why not? It's, why wouldn't it be? You know, like why there's no reason. There's no reason. And spirits love it because spirits are fine. Dead people are fine most of the time, but then they have no time and space. But when we're talking to them directly, it's like, it's like they have time and space a little bit. It's like, Ooh, the, the good part of being alive that they don't have anymore. They get hi, whether we're on a Ouija board or on channeling or whatever that people are seeing it. It's like, we're having a real conversation. And so it's a win-win. And I've gotten amazingly, it's not all, and the butterflies will show up for you. It's, I've, I've, <laughs> I've gotten things like iPhone codes for spirits, you know. I read I read that, that um, that it was a family that uh, the lost the father, yeah. unfortunately, and um, they couldn't get into the iPhone to get photos and stuff. Like, I, I read that or, or heard it in one of your one of your visits um, on one of the shows that you were on. And how you were able to get the the iPhone code to get them all their photos and get them in when Apple wouldn't even do that for them because exactly. it's against their policy and stuff. Yeah, Apple wouldn't. It's like, well, I should have just talked to a medium. Oh, right. Yeah. Was it, it was at the same time when uh, there was a big, it made national news or that the FBI or somebody was trying to get Apple to do it on some kind of a criminal case. And Apple's yes. like, oh, no. It's like, oh, huh. <laughs> i can do it here you go <laughs> um this was in the question so I, I i don't think i can wait the so one of your one of your interviews i actually listened to today mm -hmm. uh you were at a seance and somebody spontaneously combusted yeah, that's that is crazy. Yeah, I wrote that down immediately. I was like, <laughs> I need to hear this. I was, yeah, this was, this is still to date the biggest crazy one. Okay, it's actually, it's my neighborhood. I'm in the Hollywood Hills, the old first movie enclave right under the Hollywood sign. And this is my neighbor around the corner. It was a house, it was built by Charlie Chaplin for his girlfriend, one of his many girlfriends, Mary Astor, a silent film movie star. It was a uh, old Hollywood party house, crazy wild parties, party, party, party. And then so they live there. And whenever you heavy partying and stuff, get stuff gets in. And then the Rolling Stones manager bought it. So the Rolling Stones stayed there. The Mamas and Papas, mm. Graham Parsons, all these people stayed there. So the, And then they moved out. And then the person who invented the real life sex doll moved in. And and he felt all sorts of stuff. Then he moved out. And then Marilyn. That's, Manson. that's some interesting energy. What right an there. eclectic group of yeah. people have had that. Huh? And, and then Marilyn Manson. He was my neighbor for okay. seven. Marilyn moved in, and he recorded in the basement, dirt basements, always a dirt basement. So yeah. again, the house, no family of four is going to move into that house. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it was built by like Masonics or something. Like, oh look at there is a compass, you know, in the wood floor on the entry. There's exactly twelve. Right of this very sacred geometry four mm -hmm. level windy staircase it looks like a haunted house so i was they were doing a um a documentary about it and so they called me in to do a seance and young people young people when you're just past puberty before you get very far into your 20s have lots of life force and that's when stuff is going to happen paranormal stuff lots of life force so i always say just be open and be respectful. You could be a little skeptical, fine, but whether you believe it or not, it's real and, and you get into trouble when you're not respectful. But this one kid was just being real to assy and he would, maybe because he was on TV, we had four cameras, I must say we had four cameras, but he would say stupid things. And I felt this one spirit getting really cranky. He wasn't demonic. Most demons get way too much credit, but he was cranky and he was very theatrical, big in life, big in death. Mm -hmm. and, the quiet little school marm is going to be a quiet little ghost. Some big Hollywood, whatever, is going to be big Hollywood. And he was getting pissed. So first, cool things were happening. Like the French doors flew open. Everybody's screaming. And I'm like, the producer side of me is going, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's like special effects. But I wouldn't ever do that. And I would never, ever fake anything. My right. Reputation depends on. And then, but you, I'm feeling this buzz coming into me. And then, boom, happened again. The French doors, people screaming. And then more and more. And this guy is getting just, just really rambunctious. And then the speakers on the floor, old school, like speakers, how big can you get on the floor? 
came on with this white noise. I sounded like a spirit box. And is building. We looked later. They weren't even plugged in. That happened twice. We're working with the Ouija board. We're getting this information of something pretty dark that had happened in the 30s. And this kid said something really stupid. And not him, but the cameraman facing him burst into flames, his back. Wow. Like angel wings of fire up his back. Two Two cameras caught it. One camera didn't catch it. It was like, you know, hit the ceiling, hit the floor. His yeah. camera, of course, he's facing the other way. He's like, why is everybody screaming at me? And, and why is my back getting hot? Right. <laughs> so, you know, cool, which medium Patty becomes medic Patty. And I am, I'm an EMT. I'm like, drop and roll. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm right. all these shutting down. I don't care what we're doing. Nobody burst into flames online. We're watching the blistering. His shirt burnt off him like poof. And it was oh. cut. It should not have done like a polyester or nylon. It's like, oh my God. Um, but the cameraman, who was a total skeptic, he was like inspired. He's like, no, I'm okay. I was, I'm like, no, you're not okay. No, I'm okay. He, I, I just went <laughs> off the burnt shirt. Um, I talked to the I talked to the ghost. I'm like, we're not even gonna get rid of you at the end of an hour, shut it down. Please, please, we don't the kids are and I knew the kid was not gonna be trouble anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. He he was the choir boy in the corner. <laughs> so we finished, we had some more crazies, a glass threw out from like 10 feet, nobody near it. And I'm like, wow, they did try to push my cameraman off the cliff at one point. But the, the, it's, it's, but the coolest part, I mean, which makes this kind of crazy cool, and we did catch it on camera, is that three weeks later, the cameraman, the previous skeptic, showed me his back. And uh, the small of his back looked like he had got a tattoo of a dragon. It had an open mouth, really sharp teeth, winged head into the shape of a serpent. Wow. That's the exact energy I called in to show. I work dragon, like scary, huh? I work dragon magic. I work dragon energy. That's exactly my guardians on the four corners that I called in to shut down the seance. And I'm like, oh my God, you have a tramp stamp of a dragon. On- <laughs> <laughs> that is so freaking cool. And he that is really cool. He, he actually wrote a script. He wrote a horror script with um, Stephen Norrington, the guy who wrote League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, mm-hmm. yeah. Blade Series, Hollywood. He's very left of center now. But they wrote this horror script. They haven't done it yet. I hope they do. Called The Portal. And it's about... TV psychic who does all the shows and then a portal is open. Then it becomes a horror film. But I sat with him for five hours and I go, you can't say that. You can't say that on camera. He goes, but you said that. I go, I know I said that. That opens a portal. You can't say that. You don't want to be one of those cursed horror films, do you? Where all the actors die with the No, let's give up some words that don't mean anything. So that will happen. And that's what does happen. Ghosts, spirits, energies, whatever, do not know the difference in tv and camera and written lines and the real thing and that's what happens sometimes yeah so if they do, why, do it'll be fine why why do you think that he was i mean i don't know was he was he targeted or not but why do you think he experienced that as opposed to the one mouthing off i think if we go into a greater bigger picture of things if universe some god god's up there going oh this would be funny let's go for the skeptic <laughs> number who happens to also be a documentary filmmaker and writer. He's the guy who did the Bronies film that went about adult fans of my Yeah, life. yeah. yeah. He, he's, he makes all these kind of films. He's made a Jedi film. So I think in the great scheme of things, it was who else? Okay. Wow. That makes sense. Yeah. Jim was a Brony once. I was yeah. a Brony. Halloween. I was yeah. for Halloween. Yeah, I was a Brony for Halloween. Yeah. My whole band, my whole band was. Yeah. That's I was awesome. a Ghostbuster that year. Yep. <laughs> I love it. So um, with the popularity and the more um, exposure uh, of, of people that are in the mediums and, and um, witchcraft and, and things like that, more people are, of course, seeking these things out. Uh, how do you kind of differentiate from somebody who's who's legit and who's somebody that that can be helpful to you and somebody that is somebody that would go uh special effects you know um because that definitely ruins the name of of whoever's being legit uh how does someone kind of tell the difference if they're looking for help 
do your research actually yeah and honestly we are the worst for everyone legitimate and i don't mean tv shows and what's what i right. mean people go to a psychic people go to a medium you're always at your most vulnerable and sadly for every one good and legit and there's great ones there's 10 scam artists who are going to tell you oh there's a family curse attached you're never going to find love it's because of this mm -hmm. now you need more money give me more money if you yeah we got to get it and it's that old it's been around forever and ever and ever so years ago almost 10 years ago now um this guy he's one of my mentors he was teacher he uh he kind of fell in love with, he goes, if anybody needs a professional organization, you guys do, you know, doctors have them, lawyers have them, plumbers have them, teachers have them, where there's testing and all this stuff that, mm -hmm. um, so he started the American Federation of Certified Psychics and Mediums. Sadly, now he's of ill health and not doing good and there's nobody to run it, but um, we go through rigid testing. If you want to say you're a psychic, you have to have somebody testing you and that somebody you don't know and and how is your, besides your psychic ability, how is your presentation ability? You're not going to say anything that's going to go make somebody kill themselves and stuff. Right, right. If you want to be an astrologer, you are tested by the world's best astrologer if you want to be a crystal healer. And it's great. So it was a, it's a big testing thing and then background checks and never done for scam artists. But sadly, we don't, we're not really active right now. So honestly, Go to Yelp for one if you're going to somebody because almost those street corner ones are a little scary. Right. You, metaphysical store ones, if you're going to a psychic or medium that are in a little, the little occult store, the metaphysical store, the spiritual shop, you know, people are going to come back. They're going to have legit people there. The, mm -hmm. Oftentimes, a little street corner with a big hand, I'll read your palm for $5. That's always a few. That $5 is going to turn into every dime you have. Right, right. Um, be, be wary of and, and check Yelp because so many people I didn't know. And then they'll go see scam artists, scam artists, scam artists. There's all sorts mm -hmm. of things and people fall for it because they're at the vulnerable and it's not just stupid people. I had this one couple, they were intelligent. They were rich. They came all the way up from San Diego to Hollywood and they were going to a concert right uh, to a psychic, a street corner one, but a, but a well-known high-end one on Melrose. Um, and she had told that they were nine months pregnant and completely happy. She had told them that they had some horrible curse and whatever, had already gotten $25,000 from them oh. and wanted another $75,000 from them. And they walk in, I'm like, uh, no curse. <laughs> yeah. No curse, no, no curse. And they, you know, luckily they did something about it. They got their money back, but most people, right, right. They'll take their last. I have one of my one of those Reseda House boys, those little druggy whatever. He was having a taco, a different, effect. and somebody comes up to him. You need a reading. You need a reading. And he's like, I don't have money for reading. What do you have? I have fourteen dollars. Took his last fourteen dollars, but by the end of the fifteen minutes, you have a, a curse attached. I have to take it to the church. You have to have a twenty-five dollar candle. You have to have a four hundred dollar box to bury the demon. It's like. If I was a demon, would you buy him a four hundred dollar box? <laughs> really? Right. It's like no. So just check, you know, friends, referrals. There's beautiful, beautiful ones who just want to help you, and no upsell, no uh, the worse you right. are, the you have to pay. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, good information. Thank you. Um, I we've taken up a lot of your time at this point, so we should probably let you go. Uh, but this has been awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. It's well, been thank, really, really cool having you. You guys are great hosts. Thank you. You guys are good. You have thank you. Very much. I know you guys are really good. <laughs> um, so Patty, once again, can you tell our audience where they can find you, uh, on all the socials and the interwebs and all that stuff mm -hmm. interwebs yes my website is pattynegri.com p-a-t-t-i-n-e-g-r-i.com you can sign up for my newsletter i send i say monthly but it's every two or three months magic and things you could do yourself um uh pat uh, patty negri psychic medium on facebook and that's one with the blue check because sadly there's fake patty i guess is that a sign of success fake yes patty. i think so i think so but careful <laughs> somebody keeps doing it on instagram and then they, they are contacting people and telling them they need a reading and give me your credit card. I mean, I would never do uh, that. But Instagram, I'm patty.negri. Uh, Twitter, Patty Negri. Um, I'll, I have a YouTube page. Again, I teach lots of stuff for free. And I teach every week. So I'm pretty easy to find. 
And don't forget about the podcast. About podcast, Witching Hour. Oh my gosh, yep. thank you, podcasters. No, Witching Hour <laughs> on, on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, all the usual places. Witching Hour with Patty Negri. And I have amazing guests. You guys got to come see. Awesome. Awesome. We'll definitely be checking it out. If you do listen to her podcast, give that a five-star review. Much like if you're listening to our podcast, give us a five-star review. It helps with the uh, helps with the algorithms and helps us just get heard and seen by more people. Yeah. Now, Jimsy, if, if people need to see you, where, where do they find you? Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Jimmy G Shoes. You can find me on uh, Twitter, same way. Um, my band Craving Strange is on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that as uh, Craving Strange Music and CravingStrange.net. Um, you can find us, Bacon is My Podcast, uh, BaconIsMyPodcast.com. Check it out. Check out our sponsors uh, and get some cool swag. We got some yeah. cool t-shirts. And all and the stuff. socials, bake, at Bacon is my pod. Yep. Uh, you could find me at me, my own self, Mike, on all the socials, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Facebooks. The band I am in is called Something Heavy at Something Heavy Music. That's mm -hmm. everywhere, too. And yeah, uh, that's we're it, a right? band called Bacon is My Passion. You can yeah. listen to us on Spotify. We have a couple songs up there. We're always yeah. doing more. And uh, and yeah, this has been uh, an absolute, absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you, Patty Negri, for being a part of the podcast the good witch of Hollywood. Yes. And uh, always ask yourself, everyone, what's your bacon? Okay, so in a world of streaming services, where can you find breaking news, live sports, and a mountain of entertainment? Look no further than Paramount Plus. With plans as low as $5.99 per month, you'll gain access to the following. Live news from both national and and local CBS networks, live sports from the NFL, NCAA, PGA, and much, much more. Your favorite MTV, BET, Nickelodeon, and Comedy Central shows from past and present. New original content like The Stand or Star Trek Picard or SpongeBob's Camp Coral, Smithsonian Channel shows and documentaries, movies, and much, much more. Go to BaconIsMyPodcast.com, click on the Sponsors tab, and click on that Paramount Plus link. And open yourself to peak streaming service. That's BaconIsMyPodcast.com. Click on the Sponsors tab. Then on the Paramount Plus link, and dive into thousands of episodes, live TV, original series, and hit movies right now. Do it. <laughs>